0: This episode of The Latest is brought to you by The Latest. Write us a nice review on Apple Podcasts, or feel free to reach out with a message. Here's a recent one from Linda Miller Miller. I spent the last 10 years generating, calling, and closing internet leads. I'll be sharing my decade-long conversion code for you to copy during this new free webinar. Be there or be square, your number one fan, Linda Miller Miller. Thanks for listening and reaching out, Linda. Enjoy the show. It's Monday, April 19. I'm Greg Ott. This is the latest. President Biden today revealing his plan for all U.S. troops to leave Afghanistan by September 11. Now it is time for American troops to come home and the Afghan people to step up to defend their own country. I'm now the fourth United States president to preside over American troop presence in Afghanistan. I will not pass this responsibility onto a fifth. Those voices are discussing Afghanistan, the graveyard of empires, like that of the British and Soviet Union, that scored a great deal on a new plot for the United States. As the USA prepares to wrap up the longest conflict in the nation's history, many exhausted citizens find themselves asking the same question. If we want to wage a successful war, could we try invading domestic poverty? On Tuesday... President Biden announced that the United States will be withdrawing all U.S. forces from Afghanistan, leaving a dinner party years after the guests finished their meals. And the host, hoping they'd take the hint that it's time to go, started blowing up their cars in the driveway. The goal is to leave on 9-11-21, 20 years to the day since the attacks of September 11, a period in which nearly 3,000 Americans dying on a single day wasn't just background noise that you tuned out while working from home. The date is an extension of a May 1 deadline agreed to by the former president, who you think would have preferred to stick around a little while longer, given his affinity for violent insurgencies. In 2001, the United States and its allies descended upon Afghanistan to track down Osama bin Laden, who was believed to be hiding out in the country's mountains and would altogether disappear from public view for the rest of the decade, like Ashley Simpson. After bin Laden was killed in 2011 and dumped into the ocean like an empty two-liter bottle, the USA and NATO members began to draw down forces in the country as they continued to fight the Taliban, a group of religious fundamentalists that make Pat Robertson look like Dan Savage. But even his forces remained to fight off terrorist groups like ISIS and help ward off what's likely to be an inevitable civil war between the Taliban and Afghan government. Finally leaving the country grants the United States the freedom to stop Operation Enduring Freedom from limping along as Operation Enduring Operation. Now, it's not fair to reduce 20 years of conflict down to a six-minute podcast, especially to the host and writer who tasked himself with carrying out the research. If you want a more thorough breakdown of the country's recent history, I highly recommend the first episode of the Red Line podcast hosted by Michael Hilliard. He was also a guest on this program several months ago. For listeners looking to binge on our treasured archive of old news. Staying is a complicated situation. Leaving is a complicated situation. But this concert's been going on for a terribly long time, and it's not like we're going to be treated to Freebird if we stick around for the encore. Foreign Policy, the magazine, not the policy, recently explored how National Security Advisor Jake Sullivan, who resembles an adult Jared Kushner, wants to reframe national security to address domestic needs. And even though that makes it sound like CVS is about to lock more stuff behind the razor blade cabinet, I can't help but think that that's correct. Between gun violence, misinformation, and the pandemic, it's safe to say that our house is a little out of sorts. Police officers entrusted to protect and serve are murdering 13-year-old boys and mistaking glocks for tasers. Yet legislatures across the country are preoccupied with regulating which basketball team a teen that identifies as a girl should be allowed to play for. I don't have an immediate worry of being attacked by a foreign jihadist, but I do have a persistent fear of being blown away by a local jihadist for having made the mistake of walking into the wrong staples at the wrong time for a ream of printer paper. Those soldiers we've been sending into conflict since UPN was on the air? They're twice as likely to die from an opioid overdose than the average UPN viewer ever was. Thank you for your service. And if you're the type of person who's worried about the risks posed by a corrupt theocracy usurping power from a fragile democratic institution, you could always stop supporting the GOP. I don't want any part of the world to return to being a safe haven for terrorists any more than I want McDonald's to resurrect the McRib. But after two decades of drone strikes, IEDs, and 24 different versions of Call of Duty, not including the expansion packs, it's high time we stop focusing on the weapons of war in the hands of trained soldiers fighting terror cells abroad and start focusing on the weapons of war in the hands of incels at home. And now it's time for the O.J. Simpson Twitter update. Hey, Twitter world. Hey, Twitter world. Hey, hey Twitter, Twitter world. world. This is me, yours truly. Yours truly. My guest today is vacation planner Helena Ung. Helena, thanks for joining me. Thanks for having me, Greg. Last Thursday, O.J. shared an out-of-town dispatch. Hey, Twitter world. is me, yours truly. I'm on vacation playing golf from playing golf. <laughs> you know, in any event, uh, wear your mask. Get your shot so you can take vacations. Uh, and take care. God bless. Helena, what do you think about what OJ had to say? I would completely agree with OJ. People need to get their shots as soon as possible so that we can all return back to normalcy or what we expect of it. So if people get vaccinated and they continue to wear their masks after they get vaccinated, then we can start planning our vacations, enjoy the summer and the great weather, and not continue to be in this terrible pandemic. Mm-hmm. And what do you think about OJ? He's a murderer. That's this week's O.J. Simpson Twitter update. Helena, thanks for joining me. Thanks for having me, Greg. And that's the latest, written, recorded, produced by Greg Ott. O.J. Simpson Twitter update produced by Christy Forsh. If you like the show, please tell a friend to subscribe on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Amazon Podcasts, Stitcher, any any app, hey, any, any podcast app will do. It works on all of them. It's a, it's a podcast latestpod.com for all your latest podcast needs, uh, transcripts and uh, and crudely drawn images. I am at underscore Gregot on Twitter. Yeah, right. See you soon. And by see you soon, I mean hear you soon. And by hear you soon, I mean you'll be hearing me soon. And by hearing me soon, I mean you'll soon be hearing me do another episode of this podcast. <laughs> I didn't mean to hold out that pod.